It's quitting time. Quitting time highlights people who make things happen in the Brainerd Lakes area. And today we have Bob Nibby, who is with Boys and Berries. He's got the most beautiful plants, is what a lot of people describe them, and one of the largest pumpkin growers in the area as well. Bob, I'm excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me over. It'll be fun to talk about our farm. I've been able to tour your farm, and I want this to be the the digital tour for people so they can kind of know what's going on. Sure. It'd be nice to get the word out and so people can not only uh, hear about us, but know where we're, we're located and what we actually do down there. Right. Which you're located in St. Matthias. Yes, we're just two miles south of Brainerd. You take Business 371 south two miles, take a left on St. Matthias Road, and we're a half mile on the right. So we're really close to Brainerd. And Google actually knows where you are. Google is amazing. You just ask your phone to to find pumpkins or uh, greenhouses in Brainerd, and boysenberries will come up with a map, and you just uh, follow follow the map. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the setup, because you're not just doing pumpkins. You're doing more than that. No, it's a fully operational farm. We have a little over 160 acres. In our operation, we uh, rent out 50 acres to a real farmer with uh, soybeans growing right now. He's got the big equipment and can actually do a really nice job on, on large acreage. But we do have 20 acres fenced in to keep the deer out. And in those 20 acres, we have a 15-acre plot with pumpkins growing right now. And then another three acres that's irrigated so we can have the specialty pumpkins, the gourds, the squash, that type of thing. And uh, we also have an acre of sweet corn going right now for folks coming to the area, having that big picnic with sweet corn. How big is everything right now? How big are the pumpkins? How tall is the, the sweet corn? It's amazing how quickly pumpkins grow. We have, you know, the leaves might be a foot in diameter, and they're starting to throw out vines that could be up to three feet long now. So the challenge right now is to keep the weed population down because after a certain point when the vines are too long, you can't negotiate between the rows, and then it's a race to see who wins, you know, the pumpkins over the weeds. So right now we're out there making sure that we can keep the field as clean as we can for as long as we can, and then knowing that at some point we'd have to give up and just let them, let them race to the end. Right. <laughs> All right, and you have chickens as well. Oh, a popular thing when you have a place open to the public is to have something for kids to do that's farm-related. And we have 20 chickens that are penned in, and the kids can take pictures, feed them through the through the fence, and just see how, how they thrive in that farm setting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, along that line, we also have a farm cat, Bear, and she's real popular with the kids and real friendly. And uh, then we got a 7-year-old. Black Lab and Shepherd Mixed Dog that's uh, there to welcome anyone that comes to the farm. The cat's name is Bear and the dog's name is... Watson. Watson. If you come out, uh, and there's labels there, or we'll, we'll sure introduce them to you so that, um, you know, Watson's a, a big dog, and he'll go nose to nose with you, but it's going to be a cold, wet, friendly nose, so... Do you have a role model? I've been involved in several different groups. There's a service club in town called Sertoma, and uh, there was a, a very instrumental person by the name of John Hopajoki. And he was the idea guy, and he could put all these thoughts together and find people to actually get the work done. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just impressive that uh, that type of person could be involved in a service club and grow it to uh, the, the amount of people that were in it. At the time, there was like 200 people. 
And it takes a pretty strong uh, individual with a lot of good ideas and a lot of ability to um, inspire people to take on different projects. And he really did that. You're a Sertoman then, I, I think. Right, long say. time, about over 30 years. Yeah, we were we were together in the Swingin' Sertomans, and uh, it's kind of a show band that served five states and put some uh, musical entertainment out in front of a lot of people, and uh, John was a big part of that as well. So not to get too far on this tangent, but what are the Sertomans up to? You guys meet on Wednesdays, correct? Yep. Yeah, We meet for lunch uh, Wednesday at the Arboretum. Uh, I think the, our uh, big focus is the Winter Wonderland project that's held at the Wonder uh, at the Arboretum. It's it's a great community asset. You know, a lot of people are looking for fun things to do with their family, and Winter Wonderland is one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets a lot of people involved, and a lot of service club clubs come together and put the time in to make that happen. It's not just the one one group. And it takes more than a few months to plan out. Oh, it's huge. You know, it's 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 a, a core group for sure, but they get the word out and get all the other groups um, pulled together. And, you know, the Sertoma is essentially uh, brought together to help the hearing and, and uh, vision challenges in the area. They do an awful lot of screening with the school systems and uh, help kids out and find kids that uh, need to go that second step that aren't getting the medical assistance or treatment that uh, they might need. Like they screen them if their hearing is up to par or they're, or what do you mean? Yeah, if you're, if you're in a school system and they send you into a room where you put the headphones on and they have the little sounds, whatever, well, it's a Sertoma person that's actually doing the testing in a lot of those cases. I know the, right. the school is really challenged for uh, – time and personnel, whatever, and, and our, our groups come in there. And then they'll also do the vision checks. And it's fairly simple, straightforward, but it really takes pressure off the, the school administration. Yeah. So what is your main motivator in what you do? You do something unique. Not everyone is farming. So what motivates you in, in your work? Well, farming for me, it's a chance to use the big equipment that you really couldn't use. I was a, a design engineer for MnDOT, and you know a lot of the guys that were out doing the construction were, were driving the snow plows and the big trucks and things like that. Well, on the farm, I can drive the tractors, and I have the equipment, and I can play in the dirt, and... And I've had enough experience, and we have enough relatives and, and, you know, help in that area to actually grow a crop that produces well. And, right. uh, you know, it's not, not time wasted. It's not just me and a tractor. It's actually getting something done right. and with, with a goal in mind, and we're actually hitting those goals. And how long have you been doing this? You said you bought the farm in 99. Yes, we moved on the farm in July of 99. I'll let you do the math on how many years that is. But uh, <laughs> So we started out with um, a cousin of mine down in Morris, Minnesota, did commercial strawberries, and he was real successful at it. And uh, he wanted to retire, so he sold me some of his equipment. And then we started strawberries but found that our farm is really prone to frost. So we did it a few years, but we had quite a few losing experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's tough that really good year when you have uh, two acres of beautiful strawberries and nobody knows about you. And uh, what we found out is a pumpkin has a shelf life of two months, and a strawberry has a shelf life of about two days. So right. it was an easy transition. We found out that everybody loves to decorate for Halloween, not only you know the front steps with the, the jack lanterns to carve, or you know, it's a good family um, thing to do together. 
You know, it's a it's a different thing. You can pick up your pumpkins at the grocery store, and we're in a lot of grocery stores in the area, and we really want to serve that niche too. But if you want to have something to come out and take a picture, you know, with grandma and grandpa or the the babies, you know, that type of thing, we have opportunities all set up. We bring all the 30-plus varieties of pumpkins up to the yard, and we have little areas where people can actually, you know, stay as a family group, take their photos and not get in the way of each other and right. and uh, places to park. We don't have uh, organized activities, really, um, like the hay rides and things like that. We're not staffed for that. It's It's essentially... You know, a small group, and uh, we we like families to kind of come out and and right. do their thing and take care of each other. I love that. It's a full experience. It is. You know, you, you can go feed the chickens if you want to take a break, or you know, you take a little walking tour. We have um, trails through the woods, you know, and things like that. Nothing signed. There's really nothing, but it's a chance to get out in the woods. What are you guys up to in the winter? Oh, it's it's a short break, you know. We're busy up to uh, Halloween. You know, that's kind of a cutoff date. And then we have groups come out and pick up pumpkins to sell to their livestock. Then we have a couple months off, but the, the greenhouse starts up the first day of January. We were planting seeds that are take a long time to germinate, take a long time to develop. And uh, we've got a little grow room in the back of my shop that we can grow some like 70,000 seedlings. Our uh, jumping off point is that January 1st, and we start, um, all of our calendars are looking at Mother's Day. So we've got a seeding schedule that puts everything together from January 1st right up through. And so we have nice, beautiful flowers for Mother's Day. So it really is a short. I was like, "What do you mean a short break? We got six months of winter in Minnesota, but you're not you're not just hanging out." You no, got we're two months off. we're planting seeds in January, and then we start heating one of the greenhouses in February. So we have our little taste of you know of the southern. You know, our our greenhouses are nice and warm, and generally on a nice sunny winter day, it's uh, very comfortable back there, and you can. Uh, have some room to to work and it's it's not like you have to go south you can, it's right there totally yeah you got a vacation in your backyard yeah yeah it's not it's not hard work it's just that's something that you have to put a couple hours a day into so walk me through a typical work day right now like midsummer what are you up to throughout the day Okay, well, we do the farmer's market downtown Brainerd Tuesday afternoons from 3 to 6, so that um, in order to keep nice-looking flowers, we have about 200 hanging baskets that we've held back, and uh, we keep them watered and fertilized and, and looking good so we can have a couple of those in front of people at the farmer's market, and it just keeps our name in front of people. Um, if we don't sell anything, that's fine, but it kind of keeps people thinking, okay, this is how a plant can look if you take care of them and then uh so we get up in the morning and we check the greenhouse and make sure that everything's watered and then we're out um what i'm what i call giving haircuts to plants that i've gotten um grown grown out beyond the boundaries that really and uh what we find out is that a lot of people don't know that you can trim back hanging baskets and they just get fuller and nicer through the summer you don't just have to throw them away and, and go shopping again. Right. These things actually are bred to grow and show off uh, as long as you keep them watered, fertilized, and trimmed. And uh, we're willing to do that and kind of show that that's all possible. So we'll do that, make sure that all the pets are fed. And then Watson, the dog, generally jumps in the four-wheeler with me, and we take a tour of the pumpkin patch to see if the fence is in good shape. And then we go out and kind of kick the dirt and see if their moisture is 
up to a level. You know, if it's a couple inches down, we'll start the irrigation. There's usually some uh, row that needs to be sprayed for weeds or, sure. or that type of thing. Right now, we're just struggling with mosquitoes and deer flies and the heat, but we have methods to counteract that too. Right. <laughs> so you're pretty busy. Yes, and and another thing is uh, you know equipment maintenance. So we're pulling machines into the shed and making sure they're all greased up and that the fluids are right and and you got the maintenance, especially the lawnmowers and blades are sharp. One thing that really shows off your place is that ever if it looks nice and tidy. So so what would be your advice for someone who maybe wants to get into this? Well, if you're starting in a greenhouse business, we were very fortunate in that we were able to buy into a greenhouse operation from a lady that was retiring. And not only did she have good advice on how the the greenhouse was put together, but she actually spent the first year with us. And uh, wow. so we had had the planting calendars, we had the seed catalogs, we had the receipts from the various years, we had presentation, how to handle insects if there were a problem. So six years ago on day one, we had 13 years of experience. Right. So we, we started out on the right foot, and it's all because Sandy was there. And now you have that experience, and so if someone wants to get into this, they should talk to you. Oh, absolutely. We're willing to share because it is a, it's a fun business for a family and it's uh it's it's something that can actually help out. It's not going to pay the mortgage and all the big expenses, but through the year we found out that the pumpkin patch generated enough money to uh pay for the boys' college education. Wow. So, that's huge. And um it's just something that's fun for them and fun for their friends and and uh get everybody involved. Cool. So, uh just want to give you a chance to say where people can find you, websites, things like that. Yep, Tuesday afternoon um, for the farmer's market. It's on uh, 7th Street from 3 till 6. And it's nice, uh, convenient shopping for everyone. And uh, you can walk and see all the different vendors and and help the local businesses. And right. uh, just kind of make sure that you, you're part of Brainerd. Um, go downtown and, and visit the shops that are downtown Brainerd. It's a, it's a good place to be at and, and good place to shop and nice folks down there. So. And then is there a Facebook page or a website or anything? I think the easiest thing is uh, if you just find Boys and Berries, and it's, it's not spelled right. It's B-O-Y-S-N, Berries. It'll show up on your smartphone, and the easiest way is just to have that Google search. And uh, it'll point you to the website, it'll point you to the map, it'll point you to the different uh, flowers and activities that we might have. Cool. And uh, we're also on B-Bay. So, oh, you are on B-Bay. Uh, yes. So that'll help you in your purchases as well going forward. I think everything is kind of on hold now until the pumpkin season, but pay attention to B-Bay and, yes. and come out and, and use those coupons and... and uh, you know, support that thing, too, because it helps our advertising. I appreciate it, Bob, and I think um, this is something that the lakes need is, like, a place to go. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but a place to go in the fall because once the summer ends, we all kind of think there's nothing to do anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're looking, you know, families are looking for things that they can do that don't take a lot of time, don't like take a lot of effort, uh, are close. Um, are fun, don't cost a lot of money, things that they can both involve not only their kids but their grand grandparents. And uh, what we found out with the greenhouse is that these ladies will take friends and come with a carpool, and they'll tour all the different greenhouses in the area. And uh, wow. what's you know we've got 
we've got greenhouses in, in Crosby and up in Nisswa and, and all these different ones south of Brainerd. Um, just to check us out and see what we've got to offer. Everyone's got something a little bit different. And, uh, you know, family businesses, you know, they, uh, are, they're there because uh, people are looking for things uh, to do on the farm. And uh, we got real good support from uh, my wife, and I've been able to do this because I've been retired uh, six years now. Rather than go out and work in the community, I just decided it's uh, a good opportunity to start a business at the farm and just do the business from the kitchen table. Cool. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure, and I'm glad I had the opportunity, and we'll talk with you or see you this fall.